if politics is war by other means populist economics is its very little weapon like all weapons however if not used selectively it can not only be self damaging but also become predictable and blunt throughout history economic well-being of subjects has been synonymous with longevity of empires turning them expansionist in search of greater revenue gains the replacement of empires by nations along with advent of industrial revolution accentuated the exploitation of third world countries in the name of colonization world war 2 followed by an extended cold war divided the world into two main camps on the basis of utilization of factors of production and distribution of output purported political reality behind these economic models has been benefit of masses a reality that persists till date despite strike stark difference in their political ideologies for example a common theme connecting us saudi arabia and china is their relative success in ensuring affordability of essential commodities for their populace any major disruption can have serious implications as ussr realized after failure of glasnost and perestroika disruptive economy and democracies collapse of communism an increasingly volatile international trade scenario from 20th century onward has complicated economic decision making for democracies where adversaries relentlessly beat down each other's neck as capitalism went through a trough economic revivalism emerged as a dominant electoral theme throughout democracies over the last decade gradually while germany and france have turned towards socialism us opted for a blue blooded capitalist who vowed to make them great again through aggressive protectionism india is no exception to the global populist trend despite having proven right wing hindu credentials narendra modi fought and won the 2014 election on the theme of economic development and revival revivalism popularly termed as vikas direct and time bound electoral promises delivered through his masterful oratory in mega orchestrated rallies and relentless advertising campaigns in the run up to 2014 general elections presented him as a renaissance man modi's key electoral pitch was deliverance from corruption and chronic capitalism a wave of which had shocked the country it was however not the first time for indian masses to have been promised such deliverance in 1975 jayaprakash narayan launched an agitation against corruption and misrule in bihar unleashing a series of events that culminated in imposition of national emergency later in 1989 vp singh emerged as a crusader against corruption and took on his former boss rajiv gandhi in bofor scandal promising to punish the culprit both these movements however failed to reach their logical conclusion janata party government a political offshoot of jp movement collapsed due to infighting and vp singh couldn't last enough as prime minister to prosecute anyone much earlier on the verge of being ousted from her own party and facing economic crisis like high inflation and rupee depreciation prime minister indira gandhi resorted to garibi hatao in 1971 election she had earlier displayed anti elitism by nationalizing 14 banks abolishing private purses and announcing 
a 20 point agenda but here is the problem 2019 is no 1989 let alone 75 or 1971 restive population mostly youth subjected to decades of substandard quality of life finds itself globally interconnected in this digital world and wants instant results modi's aggressive electoral pitch including 2 crore jobs per year and 15 lakhs in every citizen's account among others have only ignited their latent emotions his credible image as a tireless administrator during gujarat stint convinced people of his incredulous of this incredulous possibility since then however amit shah has termed these as electoral jumlas and nitin gadkari has ascribed them as promises made by a desperate party unconvinced of its truth modi himself when questioned about job creation in 2018 equated selling of pakoras uh, indian roadside snacks as a, as a form of meaningful employment painful churning firmly into modi's second stint economy is now increasingly strained with dwindling gdp collapse of labor intensive industries like construction and automobile distressed agrarian sector and severe liquidity crunch in the meanwhile however modi has unabatedly continued his promised campaign against corruption opening cases against many business personalities putting some of them behind bars as others chose to escape the country never before has the country been so divided on economic lines while some blame demonetization and hasty implementation of gst for this crisis and corruption investigations as mere distractions others are convinced that these are initial rocky patches that will pave the way for a new 5 trillion dollar india ministers themselves are trying to defend the situation by justifying this as a cyclical dip across sectors and the need to look beyond mathematics like einstein as we make headway in the, in the 21st century it is necessary to arrive at consensus on our economic priorities before choosing the course of action to achieve them we also need to reflect reflect honestly about the level of economic consciousness displayed by our pol- policy framers while shaping destiny of the masses for all his intellect and wisdom dr manmohan singh failed to gauge the frustration of populace and judiciary against the series of corruption which he not only didn't get didn't act against but also was seen as defending as late sushma swaraj accused him in her inimitable style to idhar udhar ki baat na kar ye bata ki kafila kyon loota hame rehzano se gila nahi teri rehbari ka sawal hai which translated roughly into english means do not deflect attention by talking of banalities tell tell us why the karwa was looted why don't have any complaints against the passer by we don't have any complaints against the passer by but we are questioning your leadership congress grossly undermined public anger against rampant corruption and nepotism using their rules rahul gandhi hoped that his relentless corruption allegations during demonetization and during and the rafale deal against modi would help dilute public sentiment unfortunately for him public memory ain't so bad and for those it is social media has bridged the gap realizing its futility congress announced a 72000 per annum minimum income guarantee for the poor most strata called as nyay but it failed to convince people primarily in absence of sound economic fundamentals while people's anger with congress will have its lag effect the key is to revive the economy before it gets diverted to discontent and eventual frustration with the incumbent government public 
as Hitler argued, always needs an enemy. Breaking the stereotypes. Any economist worth her salt lays out all that ails the economy these days, along with ways to success, successfully negotiate it. Attend any business chambers conference, and by end of the day, if you aren't bored to death, there will be a DIY blueprint of reviving any given sector, if not the economy altogether. Subramanian Swami's proverbial hat is in the ring from the time of Arun Jaitley itself, and he has become more vocal after being overlooked for the finance minister's job second time. So if the solutions are known to anyone, everyone, why is it proving so difficult to achieve the desired 8% plus growth rate and provide jobs for all? Even as India likes to compare itself with Chinese economy and takes pride in closing the gap with US, we conveniently choose to ignore the fact that economic consciousness has largely been absent from our history. Our economic destiny wasn't shaped by any violent or persistent struggle against the prevailing order of the day. It is largely an outcome of centuries of compulsions, complacency, and craftiness. Long before India began tryst with democracy, her economic destiny was sealed due to peculiar, peculiar historical and contemporary factors. Abject poverty, a feudal past that mandated state control over resources, combined with the favorable influence of Russian revolution and top Congress leadership ensured that independent India went about searching for her lost glory through socialist means. It has been a roller coaster ride since then. Stringent casteist history combined with feudal past and rapacious colonialism have cemented few stereotypes in Indian economy. For example, distrust of and by the sovereign, understatement and underachievement, and perversion of capitalism, among others. Like it or not, all these variables continue to shape Indian macroeconomic discourse. Many of these have come to characterize Indian economic landscape, permeating through ages and sustaining, sustaining turbulent upheavals. For Modi to ensure that $5 trillion is not ascribed as another jumla, all these historical imperfections need to be gradually moderated. Perhaps time has also come to take a fresh perspective at the whole planning process in the country. More importantly, his government needs bold change agents across sectors from both within and outside the administration.